Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 37, Winter 2019 Issue, The Changing Nature of Language. During the annual conference of the Association of Schools of Allied Health Professions, ASAHP, in October 2019, it was announced at the business meeting that as of that day, the new name would be the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions. Representing the third occasion, such a change has occurred since the organization came into existence in 1967. Later that day, members of the editorial board of the Journal of Allied Health, an ASAHP publication, met during the conference. One topic involved, whether changing the name of the organization, also would entail modifying the name of this periodical. The term Allied Health has a rich history. Confronted with workforce shortages during the 1960s in professions such as physical therapy, officials at the U.S. Public Health Service declared that a new organization should be created in the private sector to deal effectively with such matters. That decision led to the birth of ASAHP. Initially struggling with what to call this entity, a group of deans and government officials identified the words allied health as a way of distinguishing this new creation from other professions such as medicine, dentistry, and nursing. The federal government then provided $276,495,000 between 1967 and 1979 after the Allied Health Professions Personnel Act became law in 1966. That amount, when adjusted to purchasing power in the year 2019, would be the equivalent of more than $1.498 billion. Oddly enough, statutory language for that legislation failed to define what allied health is. Instead, it demarcated what allied health is not, example, medicine, dentistry, nursing. This law made it possible for ASAHP and some of its member institutions to obtain federal support for allied health. 
Funding was used for a variety of useful purposes that included traineeships for students, leadership development programs for academic administrators, and even some facilities construction. A great many academic institutions that benefited from these resources had the words allied health in their names. As funds became less available in ensuing decades, and related changes occurred that involved the addition of programs in nursing, pharmacy, and social work at these schools, new names were created to replace allied health, such as health professions and health sciences. The Journal of Allied Health was founded in 1972. Most authors who submit manuscripts tend to have a clear idea of what allied health is and what it is not. When papers arrive that purely are from professions that are not allied health, example dentistry, and demonstrate no viable connection to allied health topics of interest to readers, they're rejected. A question worth pondering. If this publication eventually is transformed into the Journal of Advancing Health as a means of accurately reflecting ASAP's name change, how will it affect the kinds of manuscripts submitted, and on what basis should they be considered for either acceptance or rejection? The association's board of directors will have to decide what to call this periodical. A suitable approach might be to retain the original name while clearly specifying that it is a publication of the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions. Enrichment of Communication Through Metaphors A study appeared in the literature recently aimed at understanding how Spanish-speaking patients conceptualize mental health issues. A linguistic perspective was used to focus on how 23 Mexican-origin patients and their doctor talk about mental health during psychiatric interviews conducted in Spanish and how they negotiate cultural barriers. The analysis examined when the doctor and his patients reference metaphors, example, feeling empty, feeling low. Metaphors are pervasive in all cultures and languages and reveal important information about attitudes and feelings across a range of conditions and circumstances. The results of the investigation revealed that the doctor and patients referenced different sets of metaphors, which at times caused miscommunication. Practitioner awareness of how patients use metaphorical expressions in health is crucial for promoting advanced cultural and linguistic competence and ultimately patient-centered care. The main findings have implications for health communication with minority groups such as Spanish-speaking Latinos and Latinas in the United States. Inexactitudes. Despite long-standing use and important consequences, degenerative disc disease, a term introduced in the 1940s, represents an underdeveloped concept with greatly varying disparate definitions being documented. Such inconsistencies challenge clear, accurate communication in medicine and science create confusion and misconceptions among clinicians, patients, the general public, and policymakers, and hinder the advancement of related knowledge. A biomedical model of degenerative disc disease has dominated the care of low back pain, with perceived pathomechanical issues treated with physical therapy, chiropractic, surgical approaches, and pathochemistry considerations with medications. Most recently, stem cell, protein, and gene therapies have been presented as potential treatment strategies for cellular and molecular pathophysiology 
associated with degenerative disc disease. Yet, despite its widespread use and clinical implications, a systematic search of publications revealed that the term remains controversial. This defect serves as a cautionary note of the great importance of ascertaining that correct terminology actually governs how various maladies are classified and treated. This editorial has two references. First, Magania, that's spelled M-A-G-A-N-A, Cultural Competence and Metaphor in Mental Health Care Interactions, a Linguistic Perspective. It appeared in the journal Patient Education and Counseling, Volume 102, Issue 12, December 2019, and it's on pages 2192 to 2198. And second, the lead author is Batty, B-A-T-T-I-E, Degenerative Disc Disease, What is in a Name? It appeared in the journal Spine, Volume 44, Number 21, November 1st, 2019. It's on pages 1523 to 1529. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.